0: Mayday. Mayday. Can anyone hear me? This is Lyron Champ, roughneck survivor from destroyed cargo hauler USCSS Montera uh, marooned on board weyland Dutani science vessel USCSS Kronos. Ah, uh, God. Where do I start? There was there was some kind of an infection on board of the Kronos. And those that were affected, they, they became like the hosts for these horrible neomorphs. I just call them demons from the bowels of hell. See, my crew, we, we were long haulers and we heard the distress beacon. We responded, but we were, we were too late to do anything. But uh, all of us survivors, uh, we got ourselves barricaded here in the cryo chambers. And we we're all going to go under and hope for a rescue. The captain wanted me to read the crew list. Uh, it goes here as follows. Command crew. Uh, we got Michael Appleby, Hudson Miles, Robert Hawks, Christopher Don, and Nick Squat, the science crew, Ian Ford, Gulletice, Matthew Smets, Mary Rain, Chris Walsh. We got administration, Christopher Bruce, Mike Hammond, Michael Pollard, Jason Campbell, Michelle B., Heather Romanchik, and the Roughnecks, my people. We got Noreen Elizabeth, Robert Andrews. David Forsey, Heather Baird, Cheryl Nash, Chelsea Dabb, Michelle Squat. Uh, yeah, if you hear this, please exercise extreme caution in your approach to the Kronos. And please, pray for our souls.
1: Previously on Wonders and Blinders... After pushing some buttons on the console in the Command Cathedral, Rowan and Bree briefly turned on the forge section. When they explored inside this communal blacksmithing area, they delved into a dark and empty armory with lines of abandoned armor racks. Inside, Rowan found a whip emanating the same green glow as the massive creature that seemed frozen in the center of the city. As the green light washed over the room, the display case shattered and Rowan found himself taking the whip and feeling somewhat comforted by it, meanwhile the caravan crew was testing out their plan, which they could not tell Kara about. To climb inside a bag of holding, attach it to an eel, and swim upriver into Lilia's lair. They also sent Hoom and the Hawks to find out what information they could about potential entries. And Hoom found himself back in the chamber of the Stardance Gate, now wrapped in horrid purple vines. Whatever work the Darklings had been doing was completed. And before flying back with the news, he spotted Light and Bido, unconscious but restrained. We return now to the deep, endless ocean surrounding Kratok. On this week's episode of Wonders and Blunders. We see the city of Kratok from below. Sections of it illuminated with a blue glow. Silhouetting some kind of massive, tentacled creature, the frozen scene is shattered by Fang, the colossal eel, swimming frantically at full speed, lightning wrapping around its body as it tries desperately to outrun several eyeless horrors pursuing it through the deep. Fang's jaws clench gently and defensively around Jaren's limp form. The eel quickly rears to a stop, As it comes face to face with a frozen storm giant, wrapped in tentacles, needle-like teeth piercing its armor and tearing at the flesh of its shoulder. Fang barely stops before the faint, shimmering field of this area trapped in time. He wheels around, dropping Jaren to expose its jaws in a threatening manner, but this doesn't slow the horrors in front of it. Tentacles extended, mouths agape. They dash towards their prey, but stop suddenly as a green light washes over the group of them. The eyeless creatures immediately calm, floating passively in the water, as Fang's remaining good eye dilates as a deep rumble shakes the water. You have done well. Inside the city, Bree and Rowan feel this rumble as they leave the armory and make their way towards the next residential section. Uh, So walking back out of the warehouse, back into the forge section, I think instinctively kind of looking up to where you saw that creature before, uh, there is nothing there now. The green light has gone out. This room is still fairly warmly lit by this big blue cube in the center. And having looked at where the eye pointed you before, you know that there should be one residential section and
2: then the room that it was pointing at. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think we just make our way into that residential section. Maybe search it, but probably not. Depends on what we find in terms of statues and stuff.
3: Yeah, it might be one of those things where we're just kind of like jumping up to kind of peek in through any of the lower windows maybe to have a, a gander to see that kind of thing maybe.
1: Yeah, uh, and moving in here, it is lit. Um, so uh, on onto the inside here, you can see that there were two statues in the center, uh, but they have been completely destroyed. Mm -hmm. Uh, The arms, head, basically there is like one leg standing of one of them and two legs standing of the other, and the rest of them are just a pile of rubble uh, that have collapsed over this central fountain in this room.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Does it look like it was done by like claws and teeth or by weapons or time? uh easy to tell uh because you inspected the other one that's head yeah. was torn off this was the same most okay. likely that creature that came through
2: okay yeah oh well we know it uh, has a
3: fondness for rock yeah yeah we're rock shaped like uh like giants mm. oh. yeah that's something eh? and uh this whole time i could tell that uh not like this is anything unique, but just to be sure, I, I could tell that they were all, in fact, carved by giants, right? Like, they, it wasn't like, you know, statues as gifts from some other culture. Like, I could kind of tell that that was typical of their carving styles from what I would know.
1: Yes, all, all of them are, are consistent. They all have a yeah, consistent so. okay. style to them. They, they all actually kind of look like they were done by the same person or a couple of people mm, okay. um, because of how similar the designs are. Although yeah. the faces are very unique like each one clearly based on a real subject
3: okay yeah yeah w- what a city w- what a city I-, I mean can you imagine yeah. what, what life w- would have been like here in the, in the good old days like that's what a place
2: hey, it seems like a nice place to uh raise a brood
3: yeah yeah you know that it would that it would.
2: Uh, well uh shall we continue do you want to look around or
3: yeah, and I've got sort of like a half smile on my face, and I'm uh, checking out the the statues and, and the uh, the lights and, and like the poles and just kind of taking in the aesthetics of, of this place. I'm no longer kind of like darting back and forth with my eyes. Um, uh, I, th- I think perhaps it would be
2: uh, best for us to move into the next area so we can at least lock the door from any more intruders.
3: Absolutely, we we want to make sure our back's covered. And also, I want to get into that solid dome that, uh, that was highlighted before. So, you know, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's keep on track.
1: So, moving through this residential area fairly quickly, um, you make your way to the end, the smallest door you've seen yet. This one looks like it is basically exactly the height of the Storm Giants. Some of the taller ones might even have to duck through here, (laughs) Uh, which is strange because of how large and comfortable every area looks. This door leads into a hallway, a stone hallway, this this deep blue stone, and there are actually three sets of doors throughout this hallway, all of them open right now. Right. And as you step in, you see this is the first place that you've been, where there are no crystal walls looking outside. It is completely blocked in by this blue stone.
2: So these are like three security doors, sort of thing.
1: That's what it looks like. Yeah, they're very small. Each of these doors looks quite a bit thicker than mm. the doors that um, that separate the rest of the areas.
3: And the walls of the hallways solid. Yeah, solid, there's no yeah. like slits or anything. Okay. No well, whatever is
2: in here, they wanted to keep it in, yeah, or uh
3: yeah, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. and I just kind of continue,
1: and then walking in, there is a light coming from in here. it is just this this blue light that's just sort of waving in and out, and as you walk into this domed area in the middle, you see it is completely this blue stone. And it is full of these beautiful carvings of these endless roiling clouds all around, just clouds on clouds on clouds, this depth that goes through them. And the light that you see is actually, throughout the carvings, you can see each, each one is carved in a band, a band of indentation. And through the band runs runes. And light seems to move across the runes, lighting them up one by one and kind of swirling around the room as if the clouds themselves are swirling in a breeze.
3: Well, ah. now that's the, that's the sunshine right there. But it's not something you see every day. And um, if if it starts like right on the, like as we walk in through that last door kind of idea, if it starts immediately, I'm going to run my hand over the the carving and just sort of feel the texture of it.
1: Yeah. And you can feel every individual rune. So, yeah. just so small, so precise. Thinking of these huge hands doing this work uh, is even more incredible. It would be difficult for someone your size. Yeah. And yeah. as you reach out and touch it and run your hand over it, uh, Bree, with the key in your hand, the motes that have attached to it detach and start <laughs> to swirl up around the room, lighting it up wow. even more. And as these runes swirl by, it is like the moats are caught in an invisible wind, which you can't feel again, but they seem to follow and swirl with this light as it moves around the room. <clears throat> and in the middle of the room, the only other feature of this room is that the the center has a circular indentation in the floor, like a step downwards, and that also is filled with arcane runes. Um, this is, and they are reminiscent of the teleportation circle from K'noyt's tower. Okay. Just much, much larger and much more intricate.
3: Wow. Look, look at the size of these ruins. I mean, yeah. that, that'd be like you or I trying to tie a squirrel's laces. Like, like that's, that's some intricate work. I do not believe squirrels wear shoes. Oh, well, you'd be surprised. Sometimes you can get them tap dancing with little, little stone soles on them. Really? It's adorable. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So, I would <laughs> like we, to we, see this yeah well you know next time next time we're on howard now i'll invite you over we, we've got a whole festival we do where we'll get all kinds of little animals and, and they'll they'll do like little dance as far as I, they work on it it's little skits that they put together but oh oh, oh brie it's adorable oh, it's in, just adorable
2: in magic they only dance to try and save their lives but it does not work we eat them anyway
3: oh oh okay yeah i mean i hear that's common too yeah
2: uh I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Bree just kind of goes goes down uh on her on her fours and starts uh examining the runes and kind of like padding around you know not not really understanding how any of them work um but kind of exploring the central area. Uh what what do you think the uh the light wanted in here? It it seems like a room is just empty.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it seems that way, right? But but look at how all the lights are moving around right? on those. Do, do you think that's like a, you know, like like a like energy, like you know, like like magic kind of flowing? Do you think that's how it goes? Uh, is
2: there a way to turn on? Uh, and Bri takes the key and just like <laughs> tap, taps it against like the the center of the room. Yeah,
1: it's just kind of tapping on the ground. Unlike the walls, the runes on the floor are not lighting up in any way. Uh, they're lying completely dormant
3: will now are there any signs in here that match because one of the buttons on that console matched what we were calling the front gate Uh, is there similar like similar shapes could we have mistaken that you know that that maybe that console is actually for this room and Mm -hmm. that the gate you know what i mean like uh
1: so that the cloud pattern in here looks a lot more like the symbol on the on the control room Mm -hmm. panel the gate on that that you came through on the outside with the with just the small force field on it did also have clouds around the outside of it. Yeah, uh, but it matched more with what was around the ground level of the whole temple. This gotcha. in here is a, is a lot more
3: striking. Okay. Oh, you, you know, Bray, I think we've been I think we've been looking at this backwards. I I think that console button that we've been Worried would let all the water in, I think maybe that powers up this.
2: I think you might be right. Uh, yeah. Either yeah, I mean, way, even shakes. if it lets the water in, uh, as long as we close these doors, uh, pointing to the doors that we didn't enter through the doors on the other side, uh, as long as we close these uh, it should be safe for us to possibly <laughs> flood the rest.
3: Oh yeah, you, you think this room is watertight? Uh, Well, I, I mean, mean the entire city
2: is seemingly pretty watertight so far. <sighs>
3: that's true yeah I, I mean regardless
2: we should close these in case there are more of those yeah. uh, and just like even though we're in a totally sealed thing like brie instinctually just starts like looking up to the mm. outer dome
3: yeah rowan sort of looks off and is just kind of thinking about what you're saying yeah well hmm. so do you think we should head back to the console and and just flip this baby on what, what do you think uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, let us close doors and then we head back. Yeah. And now, I mean, if we flip this on, I, I mean, again, that, that creature highlighted the the whole area here. So if we flip on the gate, well, that's
2: maybe what it wants.
3: Yeah. Is that going to do something with that magic field? Which I think no, because if they've, you know, if they vacated the whole city through this gate,
2: I mean, then it would make sense that the
3: gate could function while that was going on, you know
2: seems like a gate will probably lead us to other giants. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And and that's a whole other issue too. You know, like like they might not necessarily appreciate uh uh you know a fur bog and, and and a lizard folk uh coming through uh, well, uh, there. Oh,
2: we are the tragic home. We are working for uh com- commander Mons- Mons-Graft. Mons-Graft. Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. I mean we
3: could definitely drop that name.
2: Surely they must be okay. We are bringing them nice things. Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah and we can compliment them on this carving too i mean this is some real work
2: i mean i do not i do not think giant would want to eat us we are so much smaller to giant yeah he's not really worth time for giants to try and kill groups like us
3: yeah right i mean it's just the two of us i mean yeah we've got a whole bunch of stuff from from the city now but yeah i mean you are you
2: are a slave of giant, uh so he's probably not worth yeah, uh, it's more likely they will just uh, force you to work. Uh, I mean, worst right. case scenario, uh, yes? Uh. Embry is looking at you like, <laughs> still confused about the relationship between yeah. furbolgs and giants.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, well, you know, I hadn't really thought of that, but but that was definitely how oh, when but uh, that was a long time ago and yeah and, and you know they, they probably forgot about that by now uh, yeah they probably forgot about that by now so so uh no it's probably death it's probably death Is is probably the worst case scenario okay. yeah okay well,
2: well i do not think we can swim out of here either which way nope. so
3: no i think it's, it's or bust and uh with that figured out, should we take some time and, and and eyeball this this whole time magic bubble freezing moment? You know, just before we go, in case maybe there is a way we could kind of quickly help them out. I'm not sending. I'm not. You know, I'm not saying days, but uh, maybe the uh, afternoon, and you know, we just sort of see if we can put our heads together over it, and, and maybe come up with something that an entire advanced giant culture uh, couldn't couldn't think of. Maybe.
2: I mean, I am happy to take another look, but um. And yeah, Bree would Bree would go over to the to the door. The door is exiting this area on the other side and go to close them. If she can reach the key, if not, she would form her stepladder again. Yeah, uh, you can
1: reach it in here because the door is quite a bit smaller. Okay. Um, so like the very extension, the very farthest that you can reach, you place it into the top. But when you turn it, the door doesn't close.
2: And I try like each of the bracelets, the necklace, and then like the other, the master sort of key we got yeah it
1: won't it actually like won't even turn mm-hmm.
2: it, it like
1: clunks against something as as it goes and and you can feel like like straining your strength against it you can feel it kind of going but it, it seems something else needs to happen
2: well uh he seemed to be problem
3: hmm? oh Oh. yeah is, is there something going on
2: uh, he's uh blocked he's
3: locked he's broken oh maybe oh. he's
2: all of above
3: do you think these doors hmm. and I'll uh, oh. kind of walk to the other side? There's no markings or anything on the other side of this one, right? It's all there
1: are. Yeah, there is oh. another space for a, a key here.
3: Well, I, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't really help us, I guess, if we, we lock it with us on the other side. So I guess this mm-hmm. isn't much help. And is it is it residential on the other side?
1: Uh, both sides have a residential board on the other okay, side. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, we could go through and try to lock residential area from entrance. Uh, and kind of go I, all the way around? Assumably this will go all the way. But this seems well, like uh, a long walk.
3: That <laughs> would be a long walk, yeah. I mean, it would give us a chance to, to give a quick eyeball to the rest and see if there's anything of importance. But uh, I do feel like... All the major things are are on this side.
2: I guess this this residential area. We would know this like after this residential, it would go back to the first room we came in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You'd be all the way around the city then. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Then uh, I think maybe Bree would, especially because if this room is all lit up, Bree would look to go through that residential and just like lock the residential the from right. the from the entrance. Yeah. Um, just like so- just like a quick through, not even like checking the houses or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I think. You are you are drawn through a little bit with this growing anger that is boiling up from the axe as you walk through this next area. It is destroyed. Oh. the windows of the houses are torn apart. The doors torn off. Uh, the statues in here are completely unrecognizable. Wow. Um, the all of the the dome even on the inside seems to be covered in this green drying goop. It reeks of rotting fish. As you move through here, um, the light from the orb above, again, this one is cracked, and blue motes are sort of falling out of it, but it, it looks like a bleeding animal uh, above, just this glowing, right. as as you move through.
2: Uh, and I would definitely be on our guard here, this is feeling like a nesting ground.
3: Yeah. Yeah, something. This this definitely doesn't feel right, and I've got my uh, hand crossbow in in one hand, and, and uh, this new whip in the other one. Uh, it's still coiled up, but but I'm holding both.
2: And, and I, I think Brie would actually would stop, and and say like, perhaps we are best just barricading the door. I am worried about what could be hiding in the rubbles.
3: And I'm, yeah, I. I walked a couple of steps forward before I, I realized you had stopped and so I'm a l- just two or three steps ahead and I kind of look around yeah yeah okay let's uh I think that's wise yeah and
2: I I, I think Brie Bri would kind of reach forward and try to like grab you and almost mm-hmm. like pull you back just just like feeling like she has walked into uh, a literal layer, like yeah. a uh, yeah a breeding ground <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah. And Rowan remembers too, the first time that creature came by and how it went off in this direction as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Yeah. Let, let's do some barricading.
2: Yeah, so I think then then. going back to the forge area, or no, I guess like the next residential area back, mm-hmm. uh, maybe just like busting into a house to try and find some like tables and stuff we could break mm-hmm. apart to try and clog up that uh, that doorway in yeah. between that residential area and the dome, blue dome
3: room. Yeah, okay. I'd be looking for, like, large pots or something that I could kind of, like, just cram into spaces and stuff.
1: Right, okay. Um, yeah, so when you, uh, when, when you make your way out of the first residential area and start making your way back through the, the cloud gate room, yeah. as you go back in there, uh, Rowan, I think you find yourself stopping as you cross the center threshold of the room you just kind of stop and are looking at the ground and you feel like your mind is kind of rolodexing and turning and you don't know what it is that you're trying to remember, but it feels like you're trying to remember something and then Mm. you suddenly just see that Bree is a couple of steps ahead of you and shake that feeling off.
3: Yeah, Tip my tongue, tip tip my tongue, and I'll uh, continue on.
1: So, breaking into the houses, you're able to find, uh, because this door is quite a bit smaller, it takes quite a bit of time. Yeah. But I, I think if, if if you're taking the time, I, I don't think I need a check or anything. I think you can just, uh, all, the, all the materials to do this would be there. You're yeah. not sure quite how well it might hold up against these creatures. Yeah, yeah. I,
3: I would be focusing on noise making things so that when they yeah. busted, it made as much noise as possible. I, I feel like that's a pretty good. Um, addition to to re looking for like structural elements to block the way
1: yeah yeah cool I, I think you're very confident then that this would that you're gonna know if something comes through this yeah um and as you're working you find I think both of you as you set in to do this there is a lot less thinking involved than usual the time hmm. just skips by hmm You're thinking about doing it, and it's like as soon as you put one piece of this into place, the two of you, without even really having to talk to each other, are both setting off across the residential area, grabbing basically exactly what you need, both of you putting them down, complementary to one another, to create this uh, noise-making structure. Mm -hmm. And when you finish, you, like, remember, like, the hair kind of stands up on your neck as you remember the sound of things hitting the outside of this room. More of those dull thumps. But when you look up, there's nothing there.
3: Cool.
1: Bree and Rowan, looking strangely exhausted, begin to backtrack towards the Crystal Cathedral, keeping their eyes upwards, for more sounds of horrors bumping against the glass outside. They don't look back at the barrier they had just created, but we see it clearly. A feat of unknown hours of work. Not simply a wall, or something to make noise, but a shrine. Wood and glass pulled from all areas of this residential section, built up and carefully balanced, like many twisting arms. All surrounding a carefully arranged orb of various green objects, watching them leave like a single eye. The deep grumble begins, but quickly becomes the groaning of wood as the Queen Mimic begins lowering itself so that the party can set out on their ambush mission, hoping to take out some of Lilia's scouts. As Carabin and Star gather up their equipment, Valen lays out his reagents. Preparing to cast sending to check in on Bree and Rowan. Um so I I, I prepare to, to sit down
5: to cast sending, uh, and once again uh send to Rowan. And I'll say The Chained Legionnaire believes that the Cloud Gate could help you. Something called the Crown of Heaven
1: could help get you back. Almost immediately, like almost as soon as you're finished talking, immediately back in your head, you hear this low, creaking grumble, like a shaking that kind of rattles you, and you get a feeling of building something. It's like you can hear Rowan under the grumble, somewhat distorted, talking about finding the right table, and leverage, and noise, and then the grumble fades away.
5: I look up at the rest of the party. Something very concerning has happened. I couldn't reach Rowan. Uh, there's some sort of interference.
4: What kind of interference? What did you hear?
5: I, I, I can't say precisely. Um, Can I roll an arcana check
1: to- understand anything more about what just happened? Yeah, for sure. 22. So you start to think again, and you try to recall the sound in your mind. You're thinking, and and it very vividly comes back, this sound, this groan. And as it comes back into your mind, you can no longer hear the Rowan parts, but you can hear it's not in common, but you understand it, and it just is saying help each other in this really long drawn out growl.
5: I, I believe I it intercepted some sort of uh, communication from uh, some sort of creature that might be hopefully offering or asking to help. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I… I, 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 I can't tell you any more than that. I don't understand exactly what that was.
4: Was it attached to Rowan?
5: It was as if I could hear Rowan vaguely beneath it. But I w- i don't believe Rowan heard me. But I i imagine something was speaking into his mind, perhaps. I'm not sure what to make of this.
4: I guess we're um, going to have to do this by ourselves tomorrow.
5: It seems that may be the case.
4: We'll manage. We're... we're- we're gonna be fine, and Rowan's capable. So is Bree. They'll they'll be fine.
5: Yes, I'm. I'm sure we'll we'll see them before too long.
1: Just like smash cut to where you set up this ambush, uh, and so do you. Do you want to do it like next to the cabin or closer over to the mountain? I would probably suggest
6: closer to, to be... the mountain. Yeah, because then they'll be more surprised. <laughs> Um, precisely yeah uh and like in the direction that we heard them coming from the night before because i know we heard them yeah yeah so i think like maybe like maybe midway like far enough to it so that we're out of sight of the cabin
7: (laughs) yeah we should let we should let fezric know what we're doing so he can be you know maybe like for backup or um yeah, like to, just to make sure he knows we're not going to be here, uh, just in case, you know, maybe they attack again from the air or something.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and Fezric is just like pops his head out. And he's like, I'm been ballistic. It's okay. I, I got it. I got it. I'll be here. And he's like holding up his hand and then he kind of shakes his head and puts it back down. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. I think
7: <laughs> when he holds up his hand, Valen and Ben both shake their head and then he puts it down and they both nod. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
6: Uh, cool okay yeah so i guess we can smash cut to the
1: ambush yeah so you can sort of describe uh what each of you do like where what you look like uh what you have set up to do this this ambush
6: yeah uh lots of camo mud nice uh, a huge dig hole it up, under the snow <laughs> yeah <laughs> to dig down the mud.
7: yeah yeah melt it down
6: <laughs> yeah no Starism um, just like In one of the trees where he saw, like, in in one of the trees that's, like, reasonably high with a big sturdy branch, Star is kind of just, like, up, like, crouched in the tree, like, leaned against the branch, just kind of, like, watching with, like, weapons at the ready, basically. Ready to either throw a dagger or jump out of the tree and take one directly.
5: Uh, Valen's a little bit nervous about being up too high. (laughs) uh so is is gonna try and find a like uh a a a bush or a sprig of trees or something um uh sort of within eyesight of star um to to sort of hide within
7: okay uh evan do you remember like do you ever play hide and go seek as a kid with like a younger kid who just follows you everywhere and is screwing up your hiding spot (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Ben's uh, Ben's right on your heels. Amazing,
5: <laughs>
7: and uh-huh. he's 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 big. He's almost as big as you now. <laughs> like you know, he's yeah. So he's just.
4: But he hasn't played hide and go seek all this year because he's been. You know? Yeah, we
5: haven't taught him the rules. <laughs> uh, B-
4: Benjamin, um, yeah. Benjamin, yeah. Uh,
5: you you might want to find uh, a a nearby bush or, or or boulder, so that we're we're not spotted in this in the same spot
4: here if you cover up with one of these cloaks um i've got a couple of bridget spider cloaks that are like the kind of the silvery white color um then they won't be able they won't be able to see you as well against the snow
7: okay and well, my feathers should help for that right they're that's what they're good for, but I thought I should and Uh, Ben is, like, looking back and forth between us. I thought I should stay close to Valen in case you get hurt. That's
5: very thoughtful of you, Benjamin. Um, We'll be close. Um, How about, and I just sort of, like, point out, like, a a tree that's maybe, like, you know, 10 feet away.
7: Okay. Okay, it's it's a good-looking, it's an easy-climbing tree. I'll be able to see everything from up there. What are we, do we, so are we waiting for a signal or should I, should we magic them as soon as they show up?
5: I could, um, if, if they're coming close together, I could cast out a web to hopefully ensnare a number of them at once. Yeah. Okay. That could, that could be our opening salvo.
4: Unless something goes wrong. I'll, um, I'll light us up as soon as we, you know, know where...
5: Ooh, maybe the light should be the opening salvo. It would help if I could see them.
7: <laughs> okay. Oh, and they hate the light too.
5: Yes, I believe it. It, it gives them quite a bit of tr- quite a bit of trouble.
6: Yeah, maybe I can sort of like describe what I'm picturing the area as. Like I'm imagining it as kind of like a like a maybe like a tr- like a sort of open trail through the woods with us positioned along the sides of it and like you know stars up. Other people are down on the ground. Um, that's what I'm sort of picturing anyway. I don't know if that's actually
1: like. No, realistic, that's great. Like, I, I I love mm-hmm. the idea that it's just like you kind of you know what this area looks like by now. You mm-hmm. had time to scout out sort of the perfect place. So whatever elements you want to mm-hmm. put here, I'm I'm totally fine with. Yeah.
4: I I think maybe we're like a bit on the far side of a clearing from like where they'd be coming down the mountain.
1: Yeah. So I think these are the beginnings of the trees that start to make up more of the rotten pine. So they have foliage to them, like they have needles and there's a bit of, but all of the trees on the other side of this are bare, those like ghostly trees that surround most of the mm. Aetherlock. Lock. So you have much better sight lines. Right. Okay.
7: An advantageous hunting ground. Uh, the star like in the tree next to you, whom's just sitting there. <laughs> Shh, sh- port, sh- <laughs>
0: oh, so yes.
6: It's, it's, uh, the more you talk, the less, the less sneaky we are. You know,
0: I, you can, I am used to hunting solo. This conversation. I, I am is also used right.
6: to hunting solo. A distraction. Like, yes. You are the one so who is distracting. I'm, I'm not I'm distracting so, anybody. Oh, oh, I was no, the, the one sitting the quietly. Talk, the talking you,
4: itself is
6: yes. Distracting. It's very.
5: <laughs> uh, I, Star, you hear in your <laughs> mind? We can hear you down here. <laughs> who's making quite a racket, you might want to encourage him to
6: be quiet. Yes, I, you just hear, like, like, I told you the fuck the bird is, going to, is too loud. What do you think I'm doing
0: up here? a strong <laughs> temptation, mm, what you mortals deal with. This this convert Again,
5: you hear in your mind, perhaps encourage
6: him to scout out ahead and give us warning when they approach. Uh, the bird, how about you go, uh, why don't you go fly and, uh, and, and let us know when, when you see the riders coming, and then come back and let me
7: know.
3: I must admit the wisdom of your suggestion, Cat.
7: Whom kind of fluffs up <laughs> his feathers you, and then drops off the <laughs> branch and
1: <laughs> flies off. So as Whom drops off the branch and flies out of the trees, the last of the sunlight drips over the mountains, and you are thrown into the sudden darkness that comes over the World spine Mountains. A light wind, just rushing snow along the ground, in these wavy patterns, brushing up against the, the brushes that you're hiding in Valen. Down on the ground, you feel the leaves moving around your face, uh straining against the dark to try to see or hear anything that might be approaching. Star up in the tree with your dark vision, you have a pretty good viewpoint from there as all of you settle in and wait.
5: I just pull the hood of the spider cloak up over my head and sort of snuggle in.
4: Yeah, I think Kara's gone out uh, to, like, a pile of stone that marks the side of the trail and has settled down among the stones up a little bit off the trail. Okay,
1: yeah, using that Hobbit Cloak technology from the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All of you can make a stealth check with advantage. Cannot possibly roll badly. I rolled badly. <laughs> 18. 18, <laughs> Okay.
7: That's pretty good. Nineteen,
1: nice. It's bad for 24.
6: you. Twenty-four. Yeah,
1: it's bad. For I rolled a, six and a seven. Nice. twenty-four, seven. Twenty-four. Rolled the nineteen. Yeah. Damn.
6: Nice. You got a plus five to stealth. It's a smart wizard. Plus, I'm de- <laughs> I'm pretty dexterous. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was gonna say, Dex wizard. A fourteen for Kara.
1: Fourteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. You wait, as the sky above, still reflecting some of the light from the retreating sun, slowly goes from an orange to a blue to black. A starless night. And Star, you're the first to see it, from the mountain coming across this short clearing before it comes into the more settled trees. This four-legged raven creature, these wings tucked slick along its back, this small saddle rigged up on its back with this cruel-looking bridle that Mm. goes into the mouth of this beak. You hear the clack of the beak around the bridle as it, like, uncomfortably shifts it back and forth, getting a glimpse into the mouth to see these razor-sharp teeth that line the top and bottom of the beak. It makes its way out with just dead silent against the snow. On its back, you can see one of the scimitar-wielding Darkling Elders, one of the larger ones. Cloak pulled up over its head, a scarf, just its little red eyes visible as it slowly slinks across the clearing. As you watch, four more emerge behind it, all of them the same, quietly. They're spread out, fanned out a little bit as they make their way through, but as they make their way into the clearing, They cluster together. You see a couple of them lean over to each other and whisper something. As they make their way into the trees, just all about to pass right under you, one of the raven creatures stops, and you see it sniff the air.
4: And I cast daylight (laughs) on a um, a sling bullet and throw it at the Elder.
1: Awesome. Everyone roll initiative.
7: <laughs> do we do we get advantage because we're prepped for the ambush?
1: Uh you'll get a surprise round. Okay. So okay. no matter what you roll, you'll get a full round without them doing anything. Hell yeah. Uh Ben.
7: Sixteen. Sixteen. Kara.
4: I got a twenty-one. I'm very fast right now. Speedy!
1: Uh Balin. Fourteen. Fourteen. Star. Fourteen. Fourteen. So, we start the round. Kara, you launch this daylight. What does daylight do?
4: A 60-foot radius sphere of light spreads out from a point you choose. Um, The sphere is bright light, sheds dim light for an additional 60 feet. If you choose a point on an object you are holding or one that isn't being worn or carried, the light shines from the object and moves with it. Completely covering the object uh, blocks the light. Um, if it's opaque. If any of the spell's area overlaps with an area of darkness created by, like, a darkness spell, um, that, that is third level or lower, the darkness is dispelled.
1: So, as you do that, all of the elders on the back of these ravens just cover their eyes, just throw their capes up. The raven creatures themselves rear back and screech out in pain. You can see smoke rising off their bodies. As the daylight seems to physically burn them, uh, a bunch of their feathers start to just fall off like soot and just get carried away in the wind. So you can roll a d10 and add your spellcasting modifier. Sick. This was a good idea.
4: (laughs) Six plus four. Ten.
1: Ten. Nice. Okay. So they will all take ten and... As long as daylight is up and they are standing in it, you'll roll that at the beginning of each of your turns.
4: Okay.
7: I don't know about I don't know about this uh, setting like good ambushes. I I prefer our traditional habit of.
4: <laughs> yeah, talking,
7: talking shit loudly, Very and wandering into it
4: up
6: right here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> business! No, no hamming.
7: Yeah. what the f- like this is? We ridiculous.
5: got all the hamming out of us when we were jumping in and out of the bag of holding. <laughs> yeah, you had like you had
1: two and a half episodes of ham. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, ben, oh, Bido
7: would love this so much. All this, all this traps. ham talk, plots. <laughs> oh yeah, and the traps. Mm. um I was thinking more about the Steal the Pig. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ben, uh, cast Spirit Guardians. So, yeah, sort of a uh, mist forms on the ground instantly, and uh, you see moving, a figure moving between uh, the trees, and it's uh, uh, stepping out into the clearing is a large, a large man, sort of translucent. Uh, he's got crazy hair and a big, ridiculous mustache. Uh, and he's wearing, like, a robe. It's kind of greenish. Uh, y- you know, like, the, um, the Ghost of Christmas Present?
4: Yeah. Like, one of those yeah.
7: really big, like, <laughs> robes with the open... Ch- and he's got, like, wild, crazy
1: chest hair. Please, the Muppet and, one.
7: And it's the Muppet. It's, yeah, very... Imagine the Muppet Ghost of Christmas Present. And it's this big guy, and he, uh, his hands light up with fire. And he throws ethereal flame at the um, an ethereal fireball at the um, darklings and the raven creatures. So they can make... We
5: can decide now whether it happens on their turn or, because it's once per turn, right? Yeah, once per round. Yeah. Uh, once per round, yeah. yeah. Well, I
7: was thinking, since we we're gonna get the surprise attack, I might as well just hit them with this, and then the next round it'll start working just since at the beginning of their... this is a
6: surprise round, it makes
1: sense for it to hit them in this round too, right?
7: Yeah, yeah that's I'm, what I was... I'm
1: okay with you rolling it now, under the assumption that they do nothing on their turns. And then next time it'll be at the beginning of each of their turns. Exactly.
7: Yeah. That is what I was, that's how I was was thinking of this going down. Giver. Uh, So yeah, they make wisdom saving throws, uh, DC 15.
1: Wisdom. So Raven, number one and two, get a 20 and a 12. Okay, that's one fail. Three and four get a 19 and a nine. And five gets a four. Darklings, one and two. Twenty one, and an eleven. Uh, the second two get a twelve and a seven. Oh, and then the last one gets a seven. Uh, three so, failed ravens, four failed darklings.
7: Okay. Uh, it's three d eight. Radiant damage, um, half on a six on a on a save. Okay. Thirteen. Thirteen. Th- Thirteen. Total. Thirteen okay. radiant damage, uh, half on a on a save.
5: And if I just picture like Benjamin like walking? almost sort of like next to this figure out towards them so that they are like encompassed in this, fa- this space.
7: Uh, yeah. That's yeah, thank you. I didn't ask how far away they were. <laughs> um, so yes. Yeah. Ben just jumps out of the tree and um, yeah, exactly. Walks along and this figure kind of comes out of the trees next to him and Ben looks at it startled. Uh, and it, he, the man kind of turns and looks in Ben's general direction but you can see he's not he, and he talks but no sound comes out of his mouth and then it it he fades away
1: epic cool uh, star your turn and valen you're on deck sweet uh, who is
6: okay so they're in the they're in the clearing below me yeah well, which is the biggest
1: looking elder out of the out of them the the first one that came out actually so the one at the front of the group Mm-hmm. Looks like, uh, it and its hound are a little beefier than the others. Okay,
6: yeah. Star's gonna just drop out of, like, pulls out both the short sword, the new awful vampire fang short sword, yeah. and the rapier, and just drops out of the tree, like, sword points down onto the leader. Great. Okay. I don't know what to roll. <laughs> uh, so you are, you you this is a surprise round, so you get advantage. okay. Does this count as an attack or, like, do I have to roll an acrobatics? I don't know what the business is here.
1: I don't know. Uh, yeah, I feel like this is, like, flavor on your attack because you were prepared to, like, drop down on them. Okay, cool. All right. Unless you want to try for, like, an extra effect or something. Besides no, I'm just doing a shit I'm pretty much happy damage. just, like, taking him.
6: I'd like to take him off the saddle. That was kind of my idea. Like, land on him and then take him down to the ground. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, do do an acrobatics then.
1: Okay and he'll contest so i
6: rolled a 22 on my attack and then 24 on my acrobatics
1: okay awesome uh roll damage
6: sweet okay so this is with the vampire thing try the new thing out uh and i probably get sneak attack yes (laughs) okay so that's uh 26 damage okay and three of them are necrotic which I would technically gain back. (laughs) Right.
1: Make a con save. Okay.
7: Nice. Not my
1: favorite. (laughs) Six.
7: Six.
6: (laughs) So you,
1: yeah, drop out of the tree completely silent. It is wheeling around trying to pull the raven to look at this figure who's just come out and blasted them all, still shielding its eyes from the sunlight in the center of the coming from this pebble in between all of them. And you, completely by surprise, the short sword just goes in right between the collarbone and the neck, just sinks into mid-mass. You take him to the ground, and he pops into light, uh, blinding you.
4: (laughs) (laughs) As usual. Yeah. Uh, That'll just not. uh, Blind
6: cat in the woods. Blind cat in the woods. (laughs) Um... (laughs) This should have saw this coming. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. you shouldn't
7: have. If you hadn't seen it coming, you'd be fine. Oh, <laughs> actually, these are
1: the big ones, too. So, you take damage. Hmm. The oh. small ones just blind. This, These ones deal damage. Um, Didn't know that. So, you take 10 radiant damage. Oh Wow. Pops. The raven has to make that save as well. Uh, but it passes.
6: Okay. Well, good to know. Um okay well now i'm blind on the ground um <laughs> so i was gonna just try to back up towards where the tree was if you can remember yeah um yeah
1: and then that uh, end the turn there okay so yeah you ca- feeling behind you swinging yeah. the sword at this <laughs> raven creature that you know is there but can't see yeah um, until so it's until the end of your next turn oh fuck all right yep yeah. then valen i will
5: cast web on a 20-foot cube Ideally not hitting Ben or Star if Star has backed up far enough. Uh,
1: Star has backed up, uh, so you can cast it on just the creatures. They make a dex save, 15. Okay. First two hounds, 5 and a 9. Uh, second two, 15 and a 6. One of them succeed. And the last one is a 17. Two success, three fail. Uh, two darklings doesn't matter because they both rolled horribly okay same so uh seven and a nat one and then the second two wow a 10 and a seven (laughs) so they're all stuck except for two of the ravens amazing
7: the raven dogs
1: raven dogs Mm -hmm. yeah raven
7: hounds cool
5: yeah just steps up uh and the the dragon staff just like spits out uh a line of web that just expands and Just grabs everything
1: in that cube, starting sticking to like branches and trees around them. All right. And then it's back to Kara as the surprise round ends.
4: And Kara casts Call Lightning.
1: (laughs) These poor, these poor
7: (laughs) fools. Yeah, I think I think uh, whom wings into the clearing.
0: Adventurers, they're on the oh! <laughs> as
4: as clouds in a sixty foot radius above above them start swirling and. Uh...
5: <laughs> yeah, we did this so that Lilia wouldn't know where we were, right? Yeah,
4: exactly. We were thinking really clearly and carefully. She won't know where we after
1: this.
5: <laughs>
4: Exactly. Was there another of the big darklings, or was there only one big one?
1: Uh, the the biggest, the the one who was in the front, who seemed to be the leader, is gone. Uh, the other four look to be around the same rank.
4: I will simply target the next one then. Okay. Each creature within five feet of it must make a dexterity saving throw.
1: Okay, so you'll hit its raven as well.
4: Whoa! Okay, so I guess they both they both do because it's a it's a targeted point, not a creature, so.
1: They both do a a dex
4: save? A dex save, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Darkling gets a 13 and the raven gets a nat 20.
4: So the raven passes and takes half damage. Uh, For 14 lightning damage. 14, okay. Uh, 14 and seven, I guess. Mm -hmm.
1: You can describe how that kills the darkling.
4: (laughs) Struck and incinerated with the, I guess, do they have a skeleton? Does it briefly light up before <laughs> <pops? laughs> Yes. <yeah. There's>, uh, <laughs>
1: briefly, the skeleton lights up and then it pops into a bright light. Uh, the raven also again making the save, but you can also roll that uh, damage for the ravens. Uh, the D10 plus your spellcasting for the daylight.
7: Yeah, I don't envy the family of squirrels living in one of these streets.
4: Light
1: damage. Seven. Okay howling and, and moving backwards. The one just, like, the reason you miss it with the lightning is it just stumbles, throwing its rider off. The rider incinerated with the lightning bolt that ra- narrowly misses. And we are back to Ben.
7: Ben's gonna hold up the Ring of Animal Influence and cast Fear on the, the Ravenhounds. Okay. Um, are they beasts? They are not. Well, it doesn't work. <laughs> so yeah. Alas. So yeah, Ben the yeah, full Captain Planets again. Like it's his Yeah. It's been his big move against beasts. <laughs> ha <laughs> and uh the yeah, just like there's a sputtering as a charge it gets used on the on the spell. Like yeah, like little little magical tendrils kind of pop out and disappear. Yeah, little farts, yeah.
4: <laughs> <Yep>.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
6: just like the air leaving a whoopee cushion
7: Yeah <laughs> 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 uh, Yeah, and Ben is just going to try to stay within 15 feet of as many of them as he can So Okay
1: The majority a- of them now, like, webbed down
7: So yeah, he has holding his shield up in front of him and he just takes a couple steps A couple, like, bird hops uh, Forward Okay. And, uh, bunkers down. Star. Uh, still blind.
6: Uh, can I just take the, uh, the dodge action? Yep. Okay, I'm gonna do that.
1: Okay. So, back against the tree, you know this thing is somewhere in front of you. You can now hear lightning striking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of your turn, the area in front of you slowly clears as this white light just filters off the side of your eyes, now able to see the battlefield. Balin.
5: I'm going to aim the dragon staff at, uh, how close together are each of these, um, darklings? Are there any that are grouped together in, uh,
1: five-foot distances? Uh, there is... There are two darklings still on their ravens, so they... You would be able to hit a darkling and a raven within five feet of each other. Cool. I will, uh cast ice knife at first level
5: with the staff of twinning so one out to one darkling and one out to the other darkling okay um the darkling on the left is gonna be a 24 to hit that's a hit darkling on the right is a 26 to hit It's a hit uh so they both take uh the one on the left takes uh three the one on the right takes also three okay and then uh, anything within
1: five feet of them makes a dex save. Okay, so the first set, the the Darklings also make the save, right? That just got hit by the knife? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so the first set, uh, Hound gets a uh, 18, Darkling Pass. gets an eight. Fail, so it takes seven cold damage. Seven. Second set. 13 from the Raven and 13 from the Darkling. Both fail, they both take another seven cold damage. As now ice streaking across, exploding across the group of them, the two Darklings, like starting now, their wounds starting to flicker with light, just shooting out through the holes caused by these icicles that are digging through their cloaks. The first Raven, the one that you dove down and killed its rider, Star, is going to pounce on you. Were those, were they making those, uh, saves with disadvantage for
5: being restrained? No. Uh, so I think failed. only one succeeded. The one, yeah. Either the, the, one of the riders or one of the raven, the first. The first raven succeeded.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I'll roll again, and it gets a 10. So it takes. Yeah, so that would be a 7. 7. Perfect. Call. is it going make to a, attack you. Is
7: it in my 15 foot
1: range? If you're like right in the middle of them, you can get all of them.
7: Yeah, that's, Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it'll make a, is it? Wisdom, uh, wisdom 15. Wisdom 15. Uh, nine.
7: Yeah, uh, you see that, that big burly-chested figure pop out from behind a, uh, a tree, and he has, like, a, 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 a wild manic kind of laughing expression on his face as he throws out a fireball and it takes 20, uh, radiant damage. 20. Woof! Yeah, this is a firebolt. Sorry, not a fireball.
1: So charging forward, Star, your vision just coming back. You see this raven's, Beak, like open up right towards you. It takes a hit to the side, stumbling and like losing all of its momentum. It looks like it has died and then snaps upwards towards you. Okay. Say 20 to hit. Yep. Oh, sorry. It rolls with disadvantage because you're taking dodge. So that is a 16. Uh, miss. Miss, okay. So don't, uh, oh. don't forget about it. And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna
6: use my brand new ability for my level up from uh, becoming a first level fighter, I'm gonna use my battle maneuver, which is repost. Ah. <gasps> so when something misses me, I can use my reaction and expend one superiority die, which is a D6 to make an attack on it. Awesome. Nice. So I'm going to do that. And
1: I get a, oh, probably hit
6: 24. 24. 24.
1: Yeah. Uh, So that would, that would give you sneak attack. So I'm just going to say, describe it. It has three HP. <laughs> okay,
4: cool. <laughs>
1: yeah. So Star,
6: like, yeah, sees the firebolt hit it on the side, and then it play dead for a second to try to trick me, but Star's too tricky for that. <laughs> and uh, he comes up with the beak, and Star just dodges out of the way and stabs the the vampire fang in the side of, the, in the side of its head.
1: And it, yeah, just crumples inwards two the, these two glowing red eyes immediately go dim and you just push it to the side as it crumples into a heap next to you. Cool. I'm going to roll the d4 just to see if I can get some of those HPs back.
6: Yeah. <laughs> well, I got a three. Okay.
7: <laughs> yeah. And out of the corner of your eye, you just see that the, the burly chested man throw his head back and laugh and disappear.
6: <laughs> what happens with the
5: sword, the vampire sword when it absorbs hit points?
7: I'm imagining
6: like when it, goes, like, when it sunk into the head, like, you just for a brief second saw, like, kind of a purple energy flowing, like, light up along the sword's, like, uh, light up along the sword's blade with, like, some purple light inscription, and then just sort of tendrils of life force being, like, sucked through and visibly into my arm. Oh, yeah, like red magic, like, out of a… (laughs) <laughs> out of, yeah. like, an Elder Scrolls game? Something clearly evil. What <laughs> <Not right now. laughs> Profane
1: it. magics.
7: Yep. Mm-hmm. Magics with a K. <laughs> yeah.
1: Another raven is going to start its turn, so it will make a wisdom save. That is a three. Oh, I guess a four. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Ten damage. Ten, Ten radiant damage. As Yeah, again, from a different tree. The, the man appears and, and throws it
1: uh, a firebolt at it. And this one is not restrained, so it is going to charge at Ben. Make an attack for a 17 to hit. That matches my armor class. A bite. Uh, so you are going to take 9 piercing damage.
7: Okay. And the uh, concentration check, is what's the DC? 10. Ten.
1: Oh, I failed. So the guardian. Yeah,
7: so, yeah, the spirit guardian, after throwing the firebolt, you see it kind of cock its head, and it looks like it's about to say something smarmy, and disappears. (laughs) (laughs) And Ben suddenly feels very alone.
3: Yeah. (laughs)
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Wonders and Blunders. Ben and Whom were played by Mitchell Bradbury. Bree was played by Kieran Dyke. Kara was played by Kate Clark. Rowan was played by Andy Woolridge. Star was played by Robert. Phelan was played by Evan Walsh. The World of Fadoon was created by your dungeon mom, Mike Fardy, and exists in the D&D 5E system, published by Wizards of the Coast. Our logo was created by Mike Butler, and our character art was created by Mike Fian and Brett Pye. Available links to the players and artists can be found in the show notes. Go check them out. We're an independent podcast supported by you, the listener. To support the show, go check out patreon.com slash Blunder, leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice, and follow us on social media, at wonderandblunder. Thanks for continuing to listen and spreading the word. It means the world to us. And as always, keep being the best, we love you
3: very much, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.